Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back. For those of you who have listened to us before, all three of you, to another incredible podcast by the Real Film Nerds. Episode number 226, I believe. Does that sound right, Mike? Yes, that sounds right, Matt. Dude, you're on a roll, man. You're on a roll. Like, your whole... I can't ever make fun of you again. You've gotten them all right for the last, like, seven or eight. That's great. That's not true. I messed up one recently. Remember I said it was, like, 232 or something? I oh, the 222 one, right? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So, are you yeah, saying yeah. I'm like butter because I'm on a roll? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's funny, Mike. You need to learn these things. You're a dad. That's such a dad joke. Why am I the one that has the dad jokes? I'm not a dad that I know of. I'm still I'm still working on my dad jokes, Matt. But um, Maggie's pretty good at them. So I, I just I I just really need to up my game. You really do. You really do. So, Mike, uh, for Real Film Nerds, episode number 226, we are talking about the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the sequel to the breakout smash hit of 2017 that I don't think anybody saw coming. Mike, uh, go ahead and give us a rundown. All right, Matt. Yeah. Uh, no one saw the first one coming. Uh, this one I didn't even know was coming out either. It probably was supposed to come out last year, like everything. And this movie is directed by Patrick Hughes. Uh, it's written by Tom O'Connor, Brandon Murphy. And uh, this is starring Ryan Reynolds, Sam L. Jackson, Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, and... Uh, Oh, there's one other. Okay. Anyway, there's there's a few other people in, and this uh, the the bodyguard Michael Bryce continues his friendship with assassin Darius Kincaid as they try to save Darius's wife Sonia. That's a pretty simple uh, synopsis. Okay, Mike. So, first impressions, go. All right. So. Th- um, this is kind of like a double review, Matt. I don't know how to do it without talking about the first one a little bit because they're kind of related but not related. Anyway, this uh, I really like this movie. It was fun. It was fun like the first one. I I think this was a great summer movie. I hope people watch this one. I don't think anyone knew about this the first one. I feel like it kind of was a sleeper hit, and it just came out and it was just funny and fun like i feel like sam l jackson and uh ryan reynolds just have a great time playing these characters it's just it's just fun both those guys together just ripping on each other it's just fun to watch i thought it was good but i still think the original is a lot better there's a lot of things in this film that they brought in from the original and boosted them up kind of like on a whole nother scale. Like I, I said this morning on the radio, it was like taking it to 11. So the vulgarity and violence and stuff, it's in both of the films, obviously. Having Selma Hayek swear the way she did in the original 
was great and it was funny and it was hilarious because it wasn't that much. In this film, she does it pretty much like from start to finish. Not that I'm against vulgarity, but it just got to the point where it was like, okay, great. We get the gag. So there's little things like that, that in this movie that I was just like, they had success in the first and they beat it to death in the sequel. So it, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't nearly as good as the original. I loved the addition of Antonio Banderas though, because you know, the chemistry between him and Salma Hayek is on another level. If you don't believe that, go watch any of the Robert Rodriguez films, Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, any of those, they're just incredible uh i guess you're right about the vulgarity and some of that stuff matt but i just wrote it off to they're just trying to one-up themselves i guess from the last one and they they went a little too hard maybe they went two up (laughs) well i just i feel like they were like well this worked really good in the first one let's keep it going in the second one so like for instance in the first one there's a handful of gags about the pen knife right in this one it's all about the pen knife. Like there's constant gags about the pen knife. One that I did really like, and I don't want to spoil it, but Morgan Freeman's character, I did not see coming and I loved it. And that was probably one of my favorite gags of the entire film. And it was wonderful. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more creativity like that peppered throughout this film, instead of relying on banking on what, they were successful with with the original. I know I've said that like three times, but that's, I don't know. Well, that's fine, man. Uh, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion on this one. You're right. They they stayed pretty much true to the original's formula and, and whatnot, but the Morgan Freeman character was amazing, and I really liked how that did come out of pretty much nowhere. And... Uh, that helped enhance, I think, this movie to me. I thought it was funny. I thought it, the whole everything to do with his character was great. Well, it, it was just, it caught me off guard, and that's what the first one did. It caught you off guard on several things. That's kind of the only situation in this film where it really just kind of grabs you and goes, wow, that was hilarious. And if you pay attention to the opening credits, you see his name in it, and you're like, the hell is morgan freeman doing in this movie i wonder what he plays and then you find out and you're just like hilarious (laughs) i think i like some of these um more veteran actors taking on some of these roles that are kind of silly or maybe just way outside of their kind of normal roles and i mean i although this was a kind of normal role as far as dramatic wise what the character's doing is completely off of what he's he's done in a lot of his movies you know so i i like that oh yeah especially for morgan freeman samuel jackson ryan reynolds it's you know characters from their past obviously or influence from their past deadpool uh sam jackson i mean god how many you can pull from him pulp fiction comes to mind stuff like that assassins you know but uh, Selma Hike, it's definitely not the typical for her. She's had some action movie cred here and there, not a ton. Dust Till Dawn, of course. I always go back to that one. That was just wonderful. But uh, it was cool to see her getting her, I guess you would say, her hands dirty by being, you know, killing and having these big action sequences and. Anyways, I'm trying not to talk too much about the movie. 
before we hit our spoiler point, Mike. So I think I'm successful so far. Yeah, Matt, you've been doing pretty good. You've been doing pretty good. I'll agree with that. Yeah, this one, you know, I was looking for a fun movie, uh, especially after we watched The Kajillionaire, and it was was just a strange indie movie, and I'm sure lots of people get a lot different things out of it because it's kind of that kind of movie. But this one was great to go back to the theater and uh when i went it was you know decently uh populated and that was good to see and uh yeah so it's just i feel like the movie theaters are definitely on their way back so that's that's great i want them to to you know not fall apart and die so hopefully we can keep the momentum going with the next movie that we're going to review coming up matt i was gonna say we're definitely gonna find out with our next film for next week because that movie makes a gajillion dollars for no reason whatsoever and we're not gonna spoil our pick yet but uh again i watched all those movies man in like a week i need i feel like i need to go back and watch them again just because it was such a freaking whirlwind Ugh. Oh, it's okay, Matt. You can go into every one fresh, and you don't need to know anything about the other one because nothing really relates except a few character things. And even then, usually they explain everything again. So you you should be fine. Yes, uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, as you're kindly reminding me, uh, I think it's time for me to ask you a question about what are you drinking today, Matt? Ah. Well, Mike, I am drinking a beer that I have several of in the fridge, another Shinerbach, and it is delightful. Excellent, Matt. Excellent choice. Excellent beer. I am drinking, I'm back to IPAs, Matt. I'm back to good form. And I was real worried there for a while, Mike. I really was. Yeah. And I am drinking a uh, New Belgian 1985 IPA. It's got a little skeleton dude on it. Is it because 1985, are you drinking it because you're older than that beer? Yes, that's it. That's it. (laughs) I think that's the year that they came up with this recipe. And uh, so they just, you know. Very original. Very original. I don't know if the can says anything. Oh, it's a Voodoo Ranger, which is like their kind of one that they change a lot. Yeah, no, it's got no story on the side of the can. I'm sorry. Nothing. How dare you, Mike? You know I only like my beers with stories. Yes, often beers do come with stories, right? (laughs) Whether it's on the can or you're the person next to you. Speaking of experiences, Mike, there we go. That works. How does the hitman's wife's bodyguard relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. Um, This one is an easy one. So uh, we have uh, Mr. Nick Fury, or Samuel Jackson, is in this. And uh, he's in, I I don't know how many, he's in so many of the Marvel movies, it's hard to to count. Um, 
But I, you know, I guess I could, I can try and list him off. No, no, just uh. he's in all movies, like literally every single movie. I'm pretty sure he even has a spot in like the original Cinderella from like the 30s. <laughs> he might, he might. Uh, but you know, also as another tie-in for actor uh, was um, uh, Frank Grillo. He was also in this, and uh, he played a character called Bobby O'Neill. So, you know, it was a couple easy uh, MCU tie-ins, and I like that, Matt, because there's quite a few lately that have seemed like they're pretty tough. So this one was okay. This one was easy. Now, now, what character did Frank Grillo play in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike? Oh, that is an excellent question, Matt. Um, I always forget his character. Um, Brock Ramlow. Uh, which was, oh, what's his... Uh, Mike's sitting here feverishly looking on IMDb. For everyone wondering, I know the answer without needing to look it up, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to make Mike earn it. Ugh, man, come on. It's from it's from like the Winter Soldier. Crossbones. And, yeah, Crossbones. Ugh, dang it. <laughs> you never see Frank Grillo's face because he has a mask on the whole time. And F- Crossbones is a really big time villain in the Marvel world. I think there were, he's going to be making cameos in some of the newer, older films. So you know how like Black Widow that's coming out in July. I'm not sure if he makes an appearance in that or not, but there's hints that Crossbones will be in it. And anyways, we'll see. Now, as far as the timeline, is Black Widow uh, in the past? Yes. Or is it in the... Oh, okay. Yes. I, I, I wasn't sure. Black Widow is in the past because she is currently dead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Spoilers! <laughs> oh dang, man! Wow, wow, wow! Come on, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, it's on you. And you're listening to this podcast. Come on, it goes on this podcast. It's like Star Wars and then MCU. That's true. That's true. And it's more Star Wars than MCU, right? Like, man, should I just start tying everything into the wars, Mike? That is your section. That is the one thing I make you do for the podcast, so I'll leave it up to you, Mike. I think it would be a tough. I think it would be tough. All right. Well, we'll just keep going with the MCU because the MCU keeps going. The Star Wars universe keeps going, but not. Oh, dude, speaking of MCU, have you uh, been watching Loki at all? Uh, watch the first episode. Yep. Watch the first episode. Uh, the second episode is incoming, I think, this, nope. this week, right? Nope. Or No third came out is last incoming this week it comes oh, out every wednesday I'm, yeah i missed last week's missed last week's you know i like about loki so far it's very very reminiscent of wandavision it's not so much in your face action like falcon and winter soldier it's more mind bending and i really like that i really like what they're doing with it it's very cool it's very much uh getting into that multiverse world and I'm excited to see where it goes. And there is a huge reveal at the end of uh, episode two. Okay, man. I will check it out and make sure that I'm up to date. All right, Mike. So here's one of the issues I have with the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Selma Hayek is gorgeous. She has been and she always will be. She looks damn good. But she's 54 years old and they keep pushing sam jackson and her having a kid in this movie i don't 
get that, man. Like, are they trying to say that she's much younger than 54? Like, it, I, I don't, I did not like that aspect of this film. Mm. Okay, you're right. They, they did push that quite a bit because that's kind of why they're doing the this this honeymoon thing and and yeah so you're right I didn't really think about the age aspect as much I don't know I I think I just went with the I believe stuff on this movie because I mean it's pretty ridiculous there's lots of ridiculous things um I loved I I still love the gag about the the ratings like uh for your your hitman I lost my triple A rating. That now that's not a hitman. Oh, oh no, for bodyguards. Sorry, yeah, bodyguard sorry, sorry. protection. I love how they opened the film with that, where him having a dream. I knew it was a dream right off the bat, but it was hilarious that they have triple A rating awards. That 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 made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, so I I feel like that was funny, and he just kept you know he he lingers on it and. The, the therapy stuff like there's there's a lot of stuff like i i really liked how they just kind of continued from the first movie of you know ryan reynolds is just messed up from this this one person he lost really just screwed up his whole career and then uh with his father in this i guess now we're in the spoilers is oh, oh morgan freeman uh, uh, oh lord the big oh, spoiler coming out already all right well, 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 I mean, we're in I the know. spoiler you gotta zone. give a big warning, though, because that's a big spoiler. All right, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right, all right. It, it is a big spoiler. Uh, but Morgan Freeman's is his dad, and that character is awesome. It's, it's uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about how some of the stuff goes down, but man, there's some funny, funny things that go along with that. So, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think the baby thing bothered me, man. I, I I don't know. I think I just had a great time watching this movie, so I don't think you're gonna find any negative things or anything from my side. So I I think I'm I'm gonna rate this pretty high, Matt, and I think you're gonna will be a little bit lower. So, well, I will pepper on the hate, Mike. I will I will be the bitter old man like I should be, and uh, I will rate it lower than you want. But so. Uh, the other really fun gag, other than Morgan Freeman just being Ryan Reynolds' dad, is that he is like the highest triple A triple A rated bodyguard in like history. On top of it, and that's why Ryan Reynolds was following in his footsteps. And then you know, you flip the script about halfway through, finding out he's his dad, and you know Antonio Banderas and blah blah blah, all that, but. I'm not see. I'm not spoiling. I'm being good. I know you're giving me the. You look. are being good. All right. Yep. Yep. Being good, Matt. So, all right. One aspect I wasn't a huge fan, but I understand because the title of the film is the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. The chemistry between Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds is way better than the chemistry of Selma Hayek and Ryan Reynolds, and a large chunk of this film is them two rolling around in a car going to different places. Then when you get Samuel Jackson and you get all three of them together it still wasn't quite that level of Sam and Ryan it still was pretty good though especially when they start you know getting trying to create that baby that they keep talking about over and over and over again especially when they're driving (laughs) I mean there's some pretty good gags like that throughout the film but it's just 
I, I don't know, man. I can't get over it. I mean, Samuel Jackson, yes, it's supposed to be fantasy. It's a film. But he's an old man, and Selma Hayek is in her 50s, dude. I just, I, I couldn't, I can't get over it. Okay, man, that's fine. You don't have to get over it, man. I, I, I just hit the make believe button and was okay. The um, you're right about the first act of this movie is is a lot of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Selma Hayek, and it's not as good. It's still good, but it's not quite the same. But once Sam L. Jackson gets in there and Ryan Reynolds is there, it's good. It gets a I, lot. I better. thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the therapist was pretty funny. You know, Ryan Reynolds going to a therapist for help, and she's literally like, please stop. Basically, please stop coming. Here, you've graduated therapy. Here, put this on your mantle kind of thing. <laughs> that oh, was I love good. that. Yeah, you've uh, you've now graduated. You don't need to see me anymore. Oh, I have? Yes. Yes, you have. Uh, that was great. That was really fun. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate this movie, Mike. I really did enjoy this movie. Probably not as much as you. And that's one of the problems you always have with sequels is you compare the sequel to the original all the time. There's not a whole lot of sequels in this world that have outdone their originals. We've talked about this before. Terminator 2 comes to mind. That was a fantastic sequel that beat out the original in my book. Empire Strikes Back. Incredible sequel. My opinion, definitely better than the original Star Wars. All right, yeah. You're right, man. You know, uh, sequels tend to kind of let us down so not let us down i'm not saying let us down it's just sometimes that first film sets the bar really high it's hard to beat it you know this is great this is really good but it's not going to beat the original yeah no you're right you're right it didn't beat the original the original just i mean it really did come out of nowhere and i remember watching it in the theater and was like man this is a great movie I hope this does very well, and I don't think it did. I feel like it either came out at a weird time. I, I don't remember if there was very much marketing, or I don't know exactly what happened. Um, hopefully it did well in the kind of rental or, or streaming market afterwards, but man, that movie was just fun. It was just a fun movie. I, I, I don't know if this came out when the podcast had started yet. It might have been before the podcast, but... If it was during the podcast when we started it, it just shows you how much it slid under the radar. We didn't even talk about it. Now, right now, you know, we're in special times right now. Just about every somewhat decent or somewhat big movie that comes out in the theaters we're trying to get to, we're being selective, obviously, like we always are, because Mike and I have certain tastes. Mike has one, I have another. But, uh, uh, Mike, let's go ahead and reveal your pick. For next week, since we're already kind of there and I kind of am leading us into it, Mike, it's a it's a key on your keyboard. Mike, what are we watching next week? <laughs> it is a key on the keyboard, Matt. It is F9, the Fast and Furious latest movie uh, starring Vin Diesel and all the people minus Paul Walker. Because um, he's no longer with us. Did you see his uh, car from the original Fast and Furious? Furious the uh, uh, orange Supra went up for auction at uh, Barrett Jackson. No, no, it did. Guess how much it went for? 
I don't know, man. Uh, two mil? No, no, no. That's way too high. It still went for a lot. It went for five hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a chunk of change right there. It's a cool looking car. It is. Granted, it's yeah, it's more the prominence of being in a film than anything else. But well, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, that's cool. I wonder if the person who bought it is ever going to drive it, really, or if it's just going to oh, no sit way. in a garage no somewhere, way. warehouse. Yeah, it sits in a garage except for when you go to car shows. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm kind of dabbling in that world, I guess, in a way. So uh, my uh, girlfriend's father has several collector cars. He sold a couple. He got a mint for his Ferrari, by the way. Highest, uh, f- mod- highest year and model of that Ferrari ever on bring a trailer i mean he made a mint it was really in good condition he will selectively take one of his cars out every weekend and go and drive it around town but that's about it okay all right well i mean you can do whatever you want you bought the car you can drive it hold on to it do whatever you want to do well a lot of people buy these classic cars especially the ones that are movie cars as investments because they're going to do nothing but typically make money. It's like it's like investing in stocks or like uh, me sitting behind me, my collectibles. You know, there's certain things you enjoy and they just sit there and accrue over time. Okay. All right. I got you. So, so Matt, everything behind you there is an investment? No, I like it too. That's why I buy it. Okay. Okay. I understand. I understand. I'm endured, Mike. I wear that badge proudly, and I wore it proudly, like we've talked about before many times, long before it was cool to be a nerd. Both of us did. It's true. We did. It's definitely different times these days. All right, Mike, how many reels for Hitman's wife's bodyguard? Uh, so I'm going to give this movie four reels, and I, uh, if, if no one can tell... I definitely recommend you go watch this movie. If you watch it in the theater, it'd be great. Uh, but it's just fun, especially if you saw the first one. You don't necessarily need to see the first one to understand that there's a relationship between the people. They kind of explain. There's some exposition. So, But the first one and this one go together quite well, and it's fun. It introduces you to the three main characters. So... I argue against that point because my mom went and saw this without seeing the original, and I think she should have watched the original before seeing this one. I think she would have gotten a lot more out of it, but she still enjoyed it. She thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it not as much as you, Mike. I don't think this is a rush to go watch it in the theaters. If you did see the first one, I do recommend you go see it in the theaters just because it is a whole lot of fun, and you're not going to hate it. You're going to enjoy it. I give it a three and a half. Oh, okay. A little bit higher. I, I really thought you were going to go for a three. So, awesome. No, I, I thought it was good, man. It, it was entertaining. There's parts that, you know, I think they overdid it. But honestly, you know, one thing I kind of wish there was a little bit more Antonio Banderas in it. You know, just him being him instead of him kind of, you know, like there's a whole scene with him just kind of sitting in a car. And, you know, like the scene where he's sitting there interrogating everyone was really good. I like more of that. I Antonio Banderas is a great actor, and I don't know if I like that they made him Greek, but to each their own. Yeah, they 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 probably could have used him a little bit more 
you're you're right. The Greek thing was just whatever. I guess uh, it, it, you know they needed something. I guess I don't even think they needed to have that. They could have totally just left it as they were ex lovers or whatever. I I don't know. I don't know why he had to be Greek, but they wanted to do that, so it was in there. I guess. I don't know. He, I mean, man, it would have been fine if he wasn't Greek. Like, he, we didn't need to know where he's from. Like, Right. It just kind of was odd. They, they had this whole expose about Greece used to be on top, and we need to, you know, that's his motive, is that he wants Greece to be on top again. We really didn't need it. He's a villain. He doesn't have to get that deep into why he's doing what he's doing. He's a villain. It is what it is, you know? They could have said he was from Spain or Portugal. That would have worked a lot better with that with his really thick accent because he's never going to get rid of that accent. Like, it's what it is, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That that was kind of an odd choice, but uh, who knows? Maybe they had it, they didn't think, like, maybe they had it, somebody else in mind and for whatever reason that didn't work out and then Antonio Banderas got cast. I don't know. It was... It was fine, but it's something that was just not needed. Like, we didn't need to know, you know, bad guy, bad guy. We don't need to know why. Right, exactly. And it's nice to see him back up on the screen. I really like Antonio Banderas. He's a great, great actor. So, especially with Salma Hayek, I mean, gosh, dude. It makes me, seeing them together makes me want to go back and watch, like, the whole trilogy, you know, the Desperado trilogy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, those are great, great movies, and it is. It was good to see them back together. Although they were, they only had a few scenes together because it's really just that you know that one part of the movie. Which, uh, but it, it was okay. Uh, they definitely are still have the chemistry, you know. Oh, dude, definitely. You can just see it. They're just. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe Robert Rodriguez is directing in those films or whatever. But, I mean, Patrick Hughes, he directed the original. He directed this one. I think he did a bang-up job. He really stuck to it. It definitely felt very much like the first one. He didn't change a whole lot. A lot of the flashback scenes and stuff were on the money. You know, I just... He did a great job. Everybody all around did a good job on this film. But I still, I still think the original is better. So... All right, Mike, next week, your favorite movie ever, F9. Woo! Yes, not to be confused with F8, F9, and I'm, I'm excited also for F10 next year. Now, are they going to call it F10 or are they going to call it like F-Deuce? Uh, maybe they'll call it FX. Ah, that's probably what they'll do. Yep. Although, you know, Fox already owns that title. But isn't Fox the one that produces these? uh i'm not sure no universal universal okay you would know better than me because i mean like i said it was a blaze of fast and furious films man right after hobbs and shaw it was oh yeah 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 they had a marathon on and i recorded every single one of them and i watched one a night it was i don't know it was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous they they kind of get more and more ridiculous, but I mean, there's always fast cars and there's always ridiculous stunts and there's always like just stupid one-liners. I think that's really all you need and you've got yourself a billion-dollar movie on hand. 
Dude, the the stunts are great. I love myself some practical stunts. And they had some pretty good ones in this. You can tell when they flip to digital every now and then. But uh you know the uh there's a scene in this one where it was like a bridge with like a helicopter and the helicopter was like flying under the bridge and over and stuff. A lot of that was practical. Now the explosion in the bridge blowing up and all that that was not clearly they can't do that but everything like around it that was practical man there was someone in a helicopter doing that and i thought that was really awesome yeah practical effects do just come off better um often i i mean i i think sometimes it's good to have some some you know special effects with various things uh, especially with like fire and smoke and stuff they can do some really cool stuff with that but yeah sometimes just a good old helicopter chasing around the cars and doing the things is still really cool to see on the screen you know look at uh what was the last uh mission impossible we watched matt what what was the name of it i've i get their names confused man uh i don't know mission impossible 312 Tom Cruise tries to kill himself again. Yeah. So was it on Rogue Nation, that, I think maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, dude, that that might be it. Mission Impossible oh, Rogue Nation. Yes. yes. Good job, dude. Uh, cheers yourself. Woo! Here, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Um. Yeah. That that movie was was fun, and you know Tom Cruise learned how to fly a helicopter just for that movie, and. The helicopter scene was amazing, so that was cool. Well, all right, Mike. F9 next week. Make sure and tune in and listen to me on Magic 99.1 every Monday. I go on between 9 and 9.30. Depends how things are going. All right. And you can catch Matt's interview at the end of this podcast, yeah? Oh, yeah. I already got it. Ready to go. Okay. All right. I guess with that, Matt, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Uh Thanks everybody for listening and, uh, you know, go out there and stream a movie or watch a movie at the theater. Thanks for listening and catch us next week to talk about F9. Thank you for listening to the real film nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at real film nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Matt Henshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast in studio this morning on Magic 99.1. How you doing there, Matty? I'm doing well, Mrs. Local. How are you? (laughs) Mrs. Local. I'm doing great because I'm prepared. I'm prepared to talk movies with you this morning because I watched the movie that we agreed to watch over the weekend. So you didn't go golfing at all. It was too hot. I golfed on Friday. And it was very hot, but it was very fun, and I played not bad, but um, I didn't do anything on Saturday but watch television, I swear. And I'm embarrassed to admit that to the entire Cinco Cities, but Scott Dandos was out of town, and I just binged all day long. It was really fun. Okay, so what did you binge? Okay, well, I watched The Hitman's Bodyguard. And? And, first of all, Uh I'm... I'm like, why am I watching this movie? It's very violent. Shoot 'em up movie. Um, I mean, action packed. Mm-hmm. I'm at, at first I was like, now why would Matt tell me to watch this movie? He knows. I mean, I'm drama. I like drama. I don't really care for comedy, but I like drama. And then I got into it and I was like, this is the most action packed film I've ever seen. Most violent film as well, I want you to know. Really? Yeah, lots of blood, lots of guts, lots of death, lots of shooting, lots of lacerations. 
but it was really good. And you haven't seen John Wick because John Wick. I mean, this looks no, like no. I don't. I don't watch those kind of movies. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say because because the Hitman's uh, bodyguard is like um, I don't know, probably Cinderella is compared that to John right? Wick. Yeah. Okay, so don't ever recommend that I watch a John. Wick Oh, film. I always recommend. Yeah, it. yeah. John Wick is awesome. You and I just have different tastes in movies. I think what I'm gonna start doing is you're gonna recommend yours for me, and I'm gonna recommend mine for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I, enjoyed it, though. I did. I enjoyed it because I really enjoyed Ryan Reynolds and um, Samuel L. Jackson. I love Samuel L. Jackson so much. And I loved uh, Selma Hayek as well. They were all very, very good in this film. See? Well, yeah. I told you. It yeah, was good. You did. It was a surprise you hit. You did. But I don't know that I'll watch the bodyguard, the hitman's body, the hitman's wife's bodyguard, although is there more Selma Hayek in the movie? It's almost all Selma Hayek yeah. because, you know, she's... Right. The hit, hitman's wife. Right, right. So um, yeah. that's what I saw this weekend. Okay, you saw that I one this weekend. I barely saw it. I went and saw it in the theaters because it's, it's the, the only place. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what'd you think? So they took the original and turned it up to like 11. Wow. Uh, so the, there was plenty of action, yeah. but, um, you know, Salma Hayek has vulgarity and certain things yes. like that, but you get like a taste here and there. Right, in the first one. In this one, they really crank that up okay. to where it's almost like obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see so, how that would be obnoxious. It's like, oh, well, okay, that's funny. You know, Salma Hayek is saying this and saying this. And right. It was great because it caught you off guard in the first one. And this one, it's just kind of... Too much. Uh, yeah. Okay. And you it, sound disappointed. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it, but okay. it's not as good as the original. It's okay. hard to touch the original. Right. Um, there was a couple surprise cameos that were really good. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds did well. He wasn't as funny as no. the first one. I don't oh, know if no. that's just how they wrote it. Okay. Um, Samuel Jackson, He he's more, uh, he's a main character, but he's almost more of a side character because he's there, but it's mostly about Salma Hayek and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. So um, it was it was good. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, do I recommend do you take the time to go and see it at the theaters? Maybe if you really, really, really like the first one. Okay. If you haven't seen the first one at all, it's not worth it. Okay. But if you really enjoyed the first one, go see the second one. Okay. Well, I don't know that I'll see it. Maybe I'll wait and see. It might be a bit much Yeah. For How you. many reels are you giving it? Three and a half. Three and a half. Because I did yeah. like Selma's part, her character. But yeah, I could see, I mean... I could see how too much of that would be too much. Well, not to, I mean, it's a plot point. You can see it in the trailer. I won't mm -hmm. spoil it too much, but right. basically the hitman is, was taken hostage by um, the mafia and oh. Ryan Reynolds and Salma Hayek have to go rescue. Okay. All right. So, so, okay. All right. Very good. How many reels did you give the um, hitman's bodyguard, the first movie? Uh, I think that movie came out right around when I started the pod. I don't know if we did it, Okay. but if I was to rate it today, it would probably be either a four or four and a half because it just really yeah. caught me off guard and it was a lot better than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. The um, comedic relief in that violent movie was... Uh, yeah. refreshing yeah. <laughs> if you it's, will it's a uh, very deadpool-esque <laughs> yes for sure okay so i also watched woman in the window have you seen this film i also read the book no no okay that's well, your she in the window that's your assignment to watch for next week do i have to woman in the window and uh yeah it's on netflix okay and we'll chat about that next week okay what are you going to watch next week along with that well one of the Best movies that we've been anticipating for it, Fast almost and Furious? a year. Yes, F9. F9. We have to How go see F9. Okay, and you have to see that in the movies. Yeah, in the oh theater. yeah, that's yeah. one in the theater. Although yeah. I just got an 85-inch television, so does that qualify? It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Do you have, do you have, do you have Dolby Atmos surround sound? No. Okay, then, then no. you're going to have to go to the theater. I'm All sorry. Right. All right, you guys, check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Matt, I'll see you next week.
as always, Lisa.